Just starting, baby. Hey, uh... Nope. Uh-oh. It's just wrong. Are you okay? Oh. I feel dirty and I'm alone. That seems normal for you. Sorry. I mean, this writes itself. Hello and welcome. Thanks for joining us under the library. This is an actual play podcast using our very rules light version of Call of Cthulhu and not using any scripts. We are creating our story collaboratively in the moment. Just a reminder, we will be at Chaosium Con in just a few weeks in Ann Arbor, Michigan. That is April 14th through the 16th. We will be speaking in a few seminars, running a workshop, and our very own Emily will be moderating the podcasters panel. You can learn more about that event by going to chaosium.com. With that, let's get to a show. My name is Arthur. I am playing Buddy. Speaking of Emily, she is off doing some stage performing tonight. So that means that I'm here with Wayne as Sister B, Rick as Sam, Scott playing someone, and as always, our keeper, Michael. Michael, the show's all yours. Hey, Under the Library is a horror tabletop role-playing game set in the Call of Cthulhu universe. It features horror and other unsettling imagery. Not Safe for Scott is your signal the following information will be graphic. If you're concerned, skip ahead, but stick with us. And if you have a choice between saving the kid or the suitcase and you choose the suitcase, you're probably in the right place. Wow. And with that, we'll go over to our own AI Emily for last episode's recap. While Sister B is off on her own train adventure, everyone else arrives at the station. Sam in a truck with his family and Eddie, Buddy and Colette in another car. Luckily, the train was delayed by an incident on the track, so they've arrived just in time to reserve two sleeper cars and to board the train. On board, Colette begins to feel an unfamiliar lightness as they move further from Los Alamos. She sketches the countryside, as well as little Amos, who is very impressed by her skills. Everyone else makes for the dining car. Sam brings food back to his family while Eddie eats and eats and eats. He's insatiable and his appetite makes the staff nervous. Buddy joins him, worried about Eddie's health and his attachment to the strange book. As an experiment, he convinces Eddie to relinquish the book and carries it out of the dining car. As our episode comes to a close, the group must deal with the consequences of separating Eddie from his book. All right, we've got a couple of cliffhangers here. And do we go to Sister B or do we go over to the distraught buddy? All right, let's go Sister over B. to the, Sister B. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Sister oh, B, definitely. Sister B it is. So Sister B, last thing, uh, if I just need to remind you, you were in front of the iron uh -huh. box, right, with the gla glass dome on it, and you had undone five of the six hinges, as I recall. Yep, and, and the blue light was no longer blue. It was now red, yes, mm -hmm. and there was uh, fog, we'll call it fog, seeping out the edges between the top of the box and the lid. 
And the very last thing she saw, Sister B turned, and in the fog, I could envision this glass dome and was some fingers from a hand peeking through the fog, which seemed to be dissipating maybe perhaps out of the box. So a hand, perhaps human, was seen, and Sister B sees hand. And this is where Sister B, um, I go with her where he, she went when uh, Sister B was in Richard's house and everything flipped back to a convent. So at one time, she was on a train with her other nun sisters and they would be taken away. And, and she had was able to form an escape at that point with some of them. But uh, they were detained. And so in her head, she is in this cattle car um, with uh, nuns that are detained. And in her head that hand she saw as one of the nuns detained in the box. So she would not even hesitate and she would spring forth and do two things. She goes to a side door of, because I was going to say, if these are big box units, they had to get in here somehow. And so she's going to go to the side door for loading and unloading, and she's going to pop it open and slide it open. Okay. Hmm. Make a make a luck roll on that. Not the best luck, but we'll go for it. Oh, she got it. Thirty-five. Okay. the The doors rattling. <clears throat> I mean, the train's in full motion, right? Uh, yep. And and so it slides open, uh, mm -hmm. but you're now the the landscape's flying by you. Oh yeah. Yep. And so that she's expected that, and so so. Um, the door she would open it enough that uh, a human could come in and out, and perhaps, uh, um, I was gonna say, what's the size of the boxes? They're, uh, I think I described them as about three feet by three feet width, and what's that other length? And then the height <laughs> is about three and a half feet. Perfect. So, so, so they're almost cubes, but they're just slightly taller. So she wants, not that she could push one, but just in case, in her mind, for some reason, she wants to open the door big enough that one of the cubes, you know, it would be a three foot, a little bit more than a yard that she opens door. Okay. Uh, so she slides door open, pushes, and then she will go quickly back to the box that was... Uh... And, and in fact, what happens, Sister B, is as you slide the door open, mm -hmm. it it catches on a safety chain, right? They have it, uh, they had it latched and you were mm -hmm. able to kind of disable the latch from inside. But as, yeah. as the door slides, it only gets about a foot, foot and a half. And that safety chain catches to keep the door from sliding all the way open. Ah, that makes sense. Um, but it's enough of a space for a person to uh, get out of the train if necessary. Yeah, you can slip through there. Sure. Yeah. Well, it might not be her. Maybe it's the, the other nuns. Sure. That's what she's thinking. They have to escape. So the door has to be open big enough for people to nuns to escape from uh, being put in here. And uh, she will go, have her suitcase, and she puts suitcase right near open uh, door, right by the edge of it that she has. Mm -hmm. And she does that because she's thinking ahead. She says, just in case, uh, um, when I, you know, start taking uh, the sisters out of their conf confines, if someone here is in the, the Soviets come. And she, without hesitation, goes back to the box and she grabs uh, the last latch on the front, and she pops it. Okay. And she opens it, and at this point, I don't know, it seems like... We're going like... to cut right there as the Perfect. lid pops open, and all the fog starts to kind of spill out. I also think that 
you might have owed me a sand roll from that last episode. So when we come back, I'll let you take that one too. Sure. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, over to Buddy, who is standing uh, outside the door, and he's just heard the watermelon exploding sound, and the there's a a raucous of screams and yells coming from the dining car. And buddy, what's your immediate reaction like in the moment? So the immediate reaction is he would stop and there's this sort of denial like this, this can't, this can't be happening. That's not possible. And really quickly, are you wearing your, your, uh, yes. Uniform? Yes. Uniform? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So wh- when you're ready, I, you're going to feel a hand on your shoulder. Well, he's never going to be ready. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't say hand up your ass. <laughs> well, whatever. <laughs> Doesn't matter. So, so all right. uh, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, he, uh, Buddy would turn around slowly and look at the door to that he just walked through. Okay. What what does that door look like? It's a typical train door. He could um if I, you want I assume there's a window in it. That's what I'm getting at. Yes. Oh yeah, there is. And, what, and <laughs> is yeah, there a make a, yeah. Make a spot hidden. Let's see what it's covered with. Uh, that's a zero zero eight. Wow. Uh, do you want to see in the car? Or do you not want to see in the car? Um, I, I guess I, I it doesn't. I, I, I'm in my head. I was picturing the window covered with blood from the inside. Okay, then the we will go with that. Okay. That's your narrative with that eight. Sure. Okay. Then. Uh. So yeah. Yeah. So then, and I assume so. It's it's two. Doors, right? It's the door to the car that I'm in, right. a space so between to, the trains, yep. and then I yep. would see, you know, window on each side. I would see the window on the other side. Okay. Correct. So then Buddy would just start walking toward. Well, okay, so hold on. But yeah. before you're walking, so you would you would feel a hand on your shoulder, and you'd okay. say, excuse me, is your name Buddy? Buddy would keep walking. Like, just as if nothing happened. Hmm. Um. So, it, you know, whatever you want to do with that. Um, keep walking, get to the first door, open that door, walk up to the second door, and... you're And the, to be clear, you're walking away from the dining car, correct? You're walking to the back. No, no, no. I'm walking no, no, back the way I came. Towards. Oh. Back the way I came. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. toward so toward words, the bloody on- window. I'm on okay. I'm I'm on the other side of him, so yep. he's effectively walking away from me. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um I, I I would get up to the to the bloody window and start very quietly saying, Eddie. Oh, Eddie. Eddie. And about that time the door flies open and this lady covered in viscera comes screaming past you, almost knocking you off the train, right? Right through the doors 
And you can start to see people just looking for any way out of this car. Okay. And as she pushes past you, um, you get a little smear on your suit. Sure, sure. Um, all right. So I, I'm assuming there's sort of a steady stream of people coming out and I'm not able to get in. Right, yeah. Um, so I, I would need to find something to lean on to hold myself up. I'm assuming there's like rails or something, you know, some sort of guardrail in between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe yeah. not. I don't know. It's 1942. Yeah, maybe there's say, no guardrails. Yeah. Um, or maybe like a ladder or something that something that I could grab onto to 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 steady myself. Okay. Um, and uh, I I would just keep saying, Eddie. Eddie. Okay, so maybe you hear this, maybe you don't. So when yeah. the first or second person, like when a person walks by that I can, I'm taking out my FBI badge and I'm saying, like I'm assuming you said it was a woman. All right. Uh, yeah. Hang, hang on. There's so as you take out that FBI badge. Sure. Yeah. They come flying past you. And in fact, one of them hits your hand and your badge goes like uh, you have to like really grab on because your hand and everything. Nobody's stopping for you. And you you look down and you have like. You have something on your hand. <laughs> something not safe for Scott. Let, yes. let, all right. Let's just say with, with some experience, like I would be aware that it's blood, that it's there's human something or other. Sure. Okay. There you go. Okay. So <laughs> human I'm, something or other. <laughs> I'm going to start pushing and I'm sort of quarterback size. So I'm just a physically a pretty big guy. So mm -hmm. I'm going to start just pushing through and I'm going to say FBI out of the way, FBI out of the way. And I'm just sort of pushing up to the front of the like to this space as much as possible okay. when i get to buddy i'm gonna say is your name buddy i was sent by eddie eddie my name is johnny oh. dante oh eddie oh, i forgot i was gonna do a different voice for him i'll get into it in a second i oh god damn it it's gonna take i'm gonna i'm gonna pull a rick not have any idea <laughs> what the heck that's supposed to be all right my name is johnny dante <laughs> that's a way better texan accent <laughs> all right my i'm johnny dante i was sent by uh by my friend eddie ten fingers i eddie. is your name buddy i need to know eddie oh and buddy we probably need a roll from you right yeah, you think point. yeah <laughs> Oh, that's a failure. Okay. Uh, let's see. All right. That's going to cost you four points there. Okay. And about this time, right, the, the dining car is emptying out, and we'll cut away from this scene of Johnny and Buddy kind of rumbling along the tracks, Johnny trying to get Buddy's attention, shaking him. <laughs> Maybe probably like slapping him a little. I don't know how you is would that make sense for you, Johnny? But we've got this scene of you trying to rouse no, him. I mean, and get if, his... if I can tell that he's in a, in some shock, I've seen it and I know okay. that roughing him up's not going to do anything. I didn't mean so... roughing him, I just meant like a little like, <laughs> just a slide. little love slap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so we'll Michael, cut away we, from we that. Need, scene we need to talk <laughs> in between the trains to Sam at the back of the train as amos bursts into your room he says wow mom dad so great that nice lady out there she's been drawing my picture oh let's take a look there amos oh she said she might 
give it to me later. You know, when your when your voice comes back. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, she's going to give it back to you a little bit later, is she now? Oh, there you are, Dad. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, well, why don't you come on in here, son, and uh, uh, it's uh, time for you to get a little bit of uh, uh, food in you. Uh, we got we to gotta keep your energy up for this exciting train ride. I don't want you missing a minute. Are, are we going back up to the dining car? That was fun. Oh, we, we got all this food here. We got your hot dog and my burger, and I'm hunkering down for a nice big old uh, bite, and, uh, and uh, maybe we'll play a little cards later. Okay. And... Oh, honey, this this dinner is wonderful. Where did you get it? Uh, from uh, the uh, dining car up front, honey. Oh, I just I have such a great feeling about this trip. I'm I'm so glad we're together as a family. <laughs> I know, I know. We got such wonderful food, and the company here is already just turning out to be just a gift. There's, uh, there's going to be great. Home, there's going to be great food out of this dining car the whole trip. Uh, I'm so listen, excited, my huh? head could explode. <laughs> Mm, no, I do not make that. Okay. And so the screaming, you hear screaming and, and people pounding into your car. Uh, it it fills the whole, like, um, honey, what is that? What we're, we're like the last car, right? Yeah. So, so they're knocking at the door pounding? I, we just hear the no, sound. No, no, no. Like, just... you hear, like, people running and they're screaming and... Well, I'd I'd actually immediately uh, reach down and grab a uh, weapon out of my 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 items, and I would go, "Honey, I don't know. G- give me a second. S- sit sit tight." And I would uh, uh, slide the door open and poke my head out. And you see some people duck right into the first kind of bedroom at the front of the car. So you're all the way at the back and. Uh, Somebody ducking right into the front. Do I do I catch uh, anything about them? It's just like the uh, you know their shoes and their pant legs ducking in. I mean, basically, yeah, right? Yeah, I yeah. Mean, basically okay. just that. Yep. Gotcha. And uh, so I'll turn and I'll say, Cheryl, keep Amos uh, quiet here. I got a I got a a a, a piece under the, uh, the 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 luggage there. And if uh, but keep the door locked. Uh, I don't know what's going on here. Maybe it's uh, a robbery. Uh, I, I don't know. A robbery? I don't. I, I wouldn't have said that in front of Amos. You're right. I would say um, maybe it may be folks here looking for an extra monetary donation, an R O B B or Y. And uh, Dad, I'm ten. I know what that yeah, spells. <laughs> <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> and I would. And I would. Uh, I would probably mouth it if Amos wasn't looking to share. That's probably what I would do. And um, and then I would go and I'd say, lock the door behind me, honey. And and as you walk out, Amos is like, he's got his like face pressed up against the side window <laughs> of the train car, right? Like seeing, yeah. you know, he can't, but just, you know, doing what a kid would do to see if he could see ahead at, at all. Uh, it's now eerily quiet all through the car um, as you're kind of walking up the hall, I would assume. Right, you're the mm-hmm. you're the last car, and if you're you're walking up that train car, uh, it's it's now quiet. 
as you pass that room, you hear a lot of sniffling and crying um, behind the door there. And I'll, and I'll knock on the window and I'll say, everything all right in there? Uh, 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 uh. And now, I'll try and open. I'll try, I'll try and open the door at that point. It's 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 locked. Let's say, uh, hello, hello. Who's in there? What what's going on? I hear uh, you whimpering. I I uh I I I need a minute. That that was that was awful. That was that was just awful. Uh, what was awful? I, I'm 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 sorry. I, I've been back here. I'm I'm a bit confused i just hear a bunch of commotion people oh. screaming oh my god the dining car I, I i have no idea what happened the dining car well, uh are you okay was anybody injured was there an accident don't don't come in don't come in well, uh, all right I'll keep 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 your wits about you then and i'll and i'll and you really just hear them. Fun. You hear them crying, and uh, just like you, you hear things being kind of moved around in the room and bumped up against, like bumped up against the door. Yeah, like like maybe they're throwing a suitcase on the floor. You know, like they're frantically doing things inside the room. Okay, well, I'll make a mental note of that. In fact, I'll just not like you frantically do things, but you know, like they're frantically doing things. Wow, <laughs> not just randomly punching uh, people. <laughs> yeah, so I'll actually take my knife and I'll just make a little nick on the door, just so I keep a mental note of it. Okay, and then we'll and then cut. Yep. We'll cut back to Sister B after you've nicked the door. <laughs> <clears throat> well, Sister B, she owes you sanity roll. Yes, thank you. Here, here comes sanity roll, and it is uh ooh, she got it thirty two. Okay, all right. Okay, go about your go about your business then, Sister B. Oh, so Sister B had uh, uh she she flipped uh last latch. Now the question is this uh this contraption does because it seemed to wanted to pop open, so it popped open uh, just a little bit, or did it pop open? Oh, and... so yeah, so as you as you pop the last latch, right, the the lid comes open, the fog really pushes out. And the lid has uh, uh, springs. Basically, you would have to really push it down gotcha. um, as as part of the, the latching mechanism. So it, it pops up a good gap, probably about four or five inches. Perfect. And yeah. Okay. And so she does that as a uh, fog would come streaming out. And first thing uh, does, is there any sort of strange odor from fog? Uh, it's very cold. So cold. Oh, oh, very interesting. And the odor uh, is cold. The odor <laughs> is cold. They're good. And uh, so it smells like cold. And she will then go to it. Um, she senses uh, her senses that it is a, a nun that would have been in prison. So she won't hesitate. She'll take uh, the lid and um, open it. Okay. And this next part will be not safe for Scott just for a moment, though. <clears throat> and as you flip open the lid, Right. There's uh, two arms that are kind of frozen like this um, mm -hmm. coming out of a body and where the head would be. There's only the lower jaw and you can tell that everything inside is it. It's been it's been basically preserved like this. The cavity, whatever this mechanism is, is to keep things very cold. 
So, so what you're saying is that the bottom of the head exists, but the top of it is just is absent. Correct. Oh wow! And uh, is it a a human a child? Is it an adult? Uh, are they naked, clothed? What's yeah, going it's, on? it looks like a a naked adult male. And like the skin color, I would assume to be some sort of you know without blood flowing and such, like more of a blue and yeah, but... of that nature. Um, wow, interesting parts. Oh. All right. Um, is how heavy is this? Um, how heavy is the unit? It's like a refrigerating unit, right? It's it's incredibly heavy. So hmm. I. She would try and budget. I mean, the whole thing itself is made out of metal, right? Right. And obviously very thick. And uh, as you look at it, you would suppose that it's built in a way for containment as much as refrigeration. Mm -hmm. So for, so probably like a manual, at that time, manual forklift that dropped it in there. Yeah. Okay. So like pushing it towards the order or anything like that. Um, wow. So she'll pull back, uh, Sister B will pull back the lid completely. So mm -hmm. all the fog would come out thinking perhaps it's liquid nitrogen or something like that that has frozen this creature or person or whatever it is. And then she'll go back to the door that's a side, the side door for the car. And she will close it partially and detach the safety chain. And okay. so she can open the door more. She wants to get... And the um, momentum it, of the train just makes it fly open. So now perfect. you have a good like 10 feet of open space. And so the big question is like where they are now and weather. We haven't really gone over that in season. Um, if these things were refrigerated, was the inside of this car cold? And is it warmer outside? Is it is warm air coming in? Yes. Warm air is rushing in. Perfect. And, oh. and the car itself was not cold. The car was not refrigerated. The individual right. unit was. But the units, but I was going to say, but it's warmer outside than in the car. So she's yep. so she, she wants warm warm air to pour through uh, pour through the car. Um, and at this, uh, as the vapors come out of that one, she'll go to another unit that's relatively still close to the uh, the door. Okay. And she will do the same thing. She'll pop open the uh, the sides one at a time until she has one in the front that's not unpopped. Okay. So. There's, uh, as she looks around, there's 12 of these units around mm -hmm. the train. Okay. And then tarps over them at one time, right? Right. So, so you're pulling, so I, I'm just being clear here. You're pulling tarps and you're opening all but one of these units. So you're opening 11 uh, of them. I'm opening one more. Oh, you're so only just, opening one more. I'm opening okay. one more to see. She okay. wants to see if there's con continuity and what's inside. Yep. So you go to this next unit uh, to go through the same process. The Remember, there's a, a red light, a green light, and a yep. blue light. Yep. Um, they, the lights flicker as you start to release the latches. It goes red as you release the last latch. You pop it open. Um, same thing, except this time is a woman's body instead of a man's body. Um, but exact same condition? Exact same condition. Okay. Okay, she looks at the. She makes a closer inspection upon. Oh, same same wounds. Yes, same wounds. Oh wow. Okay. So we're so you know <laughs> if we think if we think all the way back, right? I don't know. It would. I don't know if it would be in your character. It wouldn't be yeah. in your character's base. So never mind. Yeah. Um. <gasps> oh, ding dong. <laughs> And on that ding dong, we'll switch over I, to I was like, Buddy and Johnny. <laughs> wow.
All right. So Buddy and Johnny. Can I I'll just sort of I'm gonna be like I'm pretty sure your name is Buddy. Uh, can you confirm that for me? Can you can you can I ask him to make a spot hidden roll? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Go <laughs> for it. Can you make a spot hidden roll, Scott? Yeah, I will. <laughs> I think that's great. <laughs> yeah, certainly. I mean, if there's moments where yes, you want somebody to, um, you Buddy is wearing a name tag that says um, the, the 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 whatever the the abbreviation for corporal is um, that says Corporal Clifton. Okay, all right. And I would assume you'd know you'd know his last yeah, name, Buddy right? Clifton. Yeah. yeah. Scott didn't remember it was Clifton. I, yeah, I <laughs> yes, <laughs> because Scott's an idiot. Yes. Uh, so Johnny's going to be like, "All right, Corporal Clifton, I'm seeing that it's you, buddy. Listen to me. I think something pretty bad happened in there, and from what you're saying, I gotta wonder if it happened to my friend Eddie. Can you confirm that?" He's just sort of mumbling, Eddie, because it. All right. Well. I'm not going to give okay. you any information. So I'm going to say, no, it's okay. Hey, All hey, right. Hey. So I'll be like, stay here. Let me know if you need anything. I'm going to go check it out. Okay. You come get me if you need anything, though. He's had good stuff to say about you. So then I'm going to go in. Are there any people left in there? It is empty. That car okay. is uh, all the staff fled yes. either right. to the, is there to the forward car. So right as you walk in, and I'll try and keep it as safe for Scott as I can Thank for you, you at this moment, since it's your character. But as you walk in, you're looking right down to the table at the right. Um, the room's a mess, right? Uh, we can use the exploded watermelon metaphor to describe the room, but, you know, like a 200-pound watermelon. Stop, stop. <laughs> okay. And uh, um, Eddie is there. And so here's he the is... big question. This is a Scott question. Was it his head or his stomach that exploded? It was his stomach. Okay. Uh, so, so I recognized. Yep. So his head's there. It's kind of turned to the side and buried in the seat. His entire basically torso is missing um, and, and collapsed. And uh, you also would notice that above his booth, there is a hole. There's a broken hole in the glass in the window above because you would hear the train loudly rushing by in so, this car. All right. So I'm thinking that there was some type of explosive device that was used. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm just going to start calling out. I'm going to be like, all right, buddy, it looks like maybe there was some kind of explosive device. There's a hole in the side of the train car. So how did he get a bomb on his stomach that blows up his stomach and that puts that hole out there? That's just crazy to me. And I'm start going to start looking around and I'm just sort of narrating to you. I can see he obviously died. I can see his face. It's Johnny Dante. Uh, no, <laughs> it's, it's, it's Eddie Ten Fingers. I'm going in and I'm going to be looking for his ID. If you know of anything I should be looking for, you let me know. And I'm going to start searching for his badge and I'm going to search for his wallet, like anything that I can sort of recover from the body. And I'm going to get his gun as well. Sure. Okay. So make a, make a spot hidden then. Let's see where you find all this stuff. Let's see how fun this is for Scott. Oh, no. <laughs> I just, you're the worst. I know. I'm so sorry. I, I missed. I got an 87. 
Okay. So you really have you to gotta get around. elbow deep. Yeah, oh. if you get my right, and uh, so you're, uh, you're re- Scott. Don't use your imagination here, but you have to reach into his coat pocket, and there's kind of an arm dangling out the of the coat. <laughs> yeah, a lot in the coat pocket, and you find his badge in there. Uh, his gun's pretty easy to find because, well, his it, the the pants are still there. Just what was inside the pants seems to have erupted out. And you're able to take his gun out of its holster. And then what was the other thing that you wanted? His wallet. His wallet. Um, That one's a little trickier. You have to kind of crawl around on the floor. Don't use your imagination again, Scott. And um, you eventually find it under a seat. Uh, But as you stand up, you're, you're quite the mess. Okay. That's okay. I, I I don't mind. So um, I'm <laughs> Scott Mind. Who, who is this? I'm so right? confused. Scott Mind. Johnny Dante is not Scott. Okay. <laughs> so uh, again, I'm still narrating. I'm like, all right, listen, buddy. I found his wallet. I found his his his. I got his gun. I recovered that, and I got his badge. Um, did he have another bag? Did he have anything else that you can think of that we need to recover from this room? He's not just paying not any word. attention to you at all. <laughs> He's not okay. responsive. Uh, I will say, buddy, you and uh, y- y'all were sharing a room, correct? And I yeah. believe Eddie dropped off his bags at the room before he went, just so we like kind of clear narratively. I just think he dropped it. Yeah, yeah, just sure. dropped his. But yeah, okay. anyway. So I'm going to say, all right, buddy, I don't know if there's any way for you to pull out of this. He told me you're a good man and I need you right now. I need you to keep anyone else from coming in this room. I'm going to go see if I can find the conductor. I need someone to help me cordon this place off so I can do an investigation to find out what kind of bomb that was. Are you can saying you that from, that from like me? inside the room and like kind of where are you coming up to, to buy you to say I'm coming up. I'm okay. coming up and I'm, I'm like looking at you in the face and I'm like, I'm like, I know that Eddie was your friend. He was my friend. We got to make it right for him. We got to find out what happened to him. Can you keep other people from coming in here to keep them safe in case there's another bomb? Yeah, okay. Good man, you're a good man. Okay, you just stay here. I'll go do the work. And so I'm going to head the other direction up towards the front, and I'm going to look for the conductor or I don't know what. Engineer, yeah. Sure. Engineer. Okay, so Eddie is, Buddy is going to get up and slowly walk into that room as Johnny leaves. Okay, and uh, Johnny, one thought of yours as you as you head as you start to leave the car, you turn around and you realize that there's a lot of sun coming into this car, and it's going to be getting awfully warm in there soon. And then you turn and head into the dining car. Jesus. And buddy, um, is it, do you want a moment? Or do you want me to cut from it, here? It's totally up to you. Uh, there is a thing that I'm going to do, but whether you do it now or, or after somebody else, it's totally fine with me. Okay. I think we'll end on whatever that thing is, if that's good for you. So we'll cut to, or, or come close to. So let's yep. cut to Sam. All right, then. So after making my, my, my little mock on the door, I'd uh, go on down to the next train. And each one, I'd sort of peer through the glass and see what's going on train by train. 
Now, okay. are there more cars, are there more supercars, um, and are there folks, you know, uh, uh, in the way or, or, or cowering or what? No, I, I mean, you occasionally hear a door slam here and there, but overall, the the cars are, are, are pretty quiet. Well, I just on that next car train, I would just I would just say, what the hell happened, everyone? <laughs> Sensitive as ever. Let's see. <laughs> yep, that's that's our Sam. There's some trauma informed therapy for you. Don't make me punch you in the throat. Okay, and you it, you're kind of yelling and walking up and down. You have a shotgun or a pistol? Shotgun. Oh, Waving it in the ball. air. Yeah. I slung on my side. And... <laughs> He's probably aiming it at people. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. What happened? What happened? What happened? What happened? <laughs> About two cars before the dining car, you, you run into, I, I won't say a group, but uh, it's. It's a a waitress and another woman uh, standing there. I think there was a woman in a. How did I describe the sketchy one in the pink hat? Um, and she's she's holding the waitress. She's comforting her. The the waitress is hysterical. There's tears pouring down her face, and as far as you can tell, Sam, um, she's covered in something that don't look like pasta sauce. And and my my uh, I, I'm quite uh, alarmed at this point. I go, ma'am, what happened? Uh, but can't can't you see that she's distraught? No, we. Uh, I understand that, and I appreciate that. But time is of the essence, ma'am. I need to know what happened. You look like you were covered in all sorts of uh, bodily remains. I I I hate to say, but I I I wasn't there, and I I understand that I am. I'm I'm just. She's she's quite upset. The poor thing. I have no idea. And I say I I appreciate. And what's your name, ma'am? Uh, <laughs> I'm Amanda. <laughs> You're Amanda. All right, Amanda. Well, listen. There may be some sort of infectious pathogen that is spread from person to person by blood. And I'm watching you comfort her right now with your arms draped and dribbling. Uh, in her uh, uh, around her, and it's 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 giving me a little bit of pause. So I'm gonna need you just to sit tight for a minute. And I turn to the woman who's who's covered, and I say, "Ma'am, what is your name?" And and she she looks at you, and she very fiercely fires right back. I don't know if you're trying to incite a riot or you're just a fear monger from the back of this train. <laughs> But you back off. This girl is in trouble, and I am here to comfort her. Where are you two staying? Is this your room? And, and she, um, she kind of slouches down for a quick second, and then she pops back up, and she's got herself a little derringer pointed at you. And she said, two of us can carry guns too, you know. Ma'am, I don't know why you just decided to escalate this. I'm trying to help you. You may be getting yourself contaminated right now, and you're uh, directing, I believe, some misappropriated anger in my direction. Uh, and I say, I hope Are you're you not... Are you a doctor? 
ma'am, I've I've seen my way through some things, and what I can tell you is I've seen I've seen some folks. Are you a doctor? Are you? I believe your stutter is a no. I believe I was kind enough to introduce myself, and you have done nothing but cast accusations and wield a shotgun. Now, sir, she owes you no answers. Well, I'm Mr. I, I'm Mr. Accusation then, and you have yourself a good day. Good fucking luck. And I'll just start walking uh, uh, down uh, towards the car. Oh, no, you don't get away that easily. <laughs> <laughs> As you say good fucking luck, she looks at you and she goes, I have born four children, and I'll tell you, if every man who was scared of a little blood and ran away, yeah, you're just another one. I'm walking up towards the dining car. I'm not walking like back for what it's worth. No, I know. Mm -hmm. And I said, I said, yeah, that's why I'm walking towards the scene of where things happened, Miss Amanda. So you go ahead and comfort. I'm going to go ahead and help some folks. Okay. All right, we'll cut to your sister. <laughs> Huh. Sam's on He'd thin deserve ice. it. That'd be great if Sam died by a derringer in the back. <laughs> It'd be, be pretty great. <laughs> a punch in the throat and a derringer in the back. Mm -hmm. All uh, right, Sister B. Sister uh, B has a big, uh, ding, uh, huge revelation. So um, <laughs> she I'm has going an to. Aha moment. She had an aha moment. So I'm going to go back. And the fact that she rolled, she passed her sanity check, brought her back to where she is at the time. And what was being told to her about her brother Richard and what and his de his demise and what had happened is coming to fruition. She had it. She wasn't in denial. She wanted to believe it wasn't true. She wanted to test things. It was half, you know. She knew it. Didn't want to know it. Needed to do that. But it all came comes to it all comes together. And she stumbles backwards uh, a few steps towards the open door where her suitcase is against the wall to the side of it, and she sits down on her suitcase. And this would be the first time almost ever in her life she's, I wouldn't say overwhelmed, but she has um, just a fanta fantastic realization that these two corpses are exactly what happened to her brother Richard and that there's a correlation to all this. And she puts her hands on the side of her head and just as an astonishment. And then um, she looks around and this is where Sister B is creature of action she pulls out her uh knife that she has strapped to her thigh from underneath her nun dress like you do and she takes one of the tarps and starts uh cutting the tarp into sh into longer strands so she could turn it into something she could tie with and while still looking i would say in a stunned state to some extent at these open units with their froth still probably coming out she takes the strips that she's cutting and ties one around the handle of her suitcase. Okay. And she goes to, uh, now the train's going pretty fast, you know, so she's not, she's not going out, but she goes to where there's the opening up to the top of the car. And she wants to push her suitcase up to the roof through that opening that she came in from on the roof. And she has the tarp and she has tied the tarp to uh usually in inside uh these cars there's sometimes rails on the side for sure. packing so yeah, she yeah, finds yeah. Yeah, find yeah. something to tie the other and she, if she has to tie multiple strands together she does that just to secure her suitcase and she tosses it up and through and 
And this is where uh, she looks back and she just takes a long, slow glance. And if there's anything spot hidden here or anything like that at the open units to see if there's been any change with the temperature change uh, from her vantage uh, point. So obviously all the all the fogs, there seems to be like a low level of fog that keeps emanating probably from, you know, the just the as the temperature meets the warmer air. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's yep. it's creating some of that. And so it, it it's continuing to dissipate up, and so obviously, right, the the unit's getting warmer the longer mm -hmm. it's open. It's yeah. almost like it was it was packed to remain cold. That uh, somehow they had some technology to keep it cold like that. Um. So Sister B uh, realizes, you know, her realization that this thing has happened. She wouldn't have a. A realization that is it's a contagion or anything well she might put it together because these units are you know frozen and cryogenically frozen for study but she would probably think that there's being studied for the same thing that perhaps happened to richard so she wouldn't think of any you know perhaps pathogens or such like that but she does think okay. that it's okay. not it's not safe to be in this area um you know it's just adding up a, a feeling of disquiet is what she has about about okay. this uh, situation and looking at these units because they all are they're all too similar and having seen what she did with a female and a male with their heads the same exact way that she's now envisioning her brother richard it's all just too much and it's swinging through her head um this is where she looks up at the sun and she needs to get the fresh air on her face and so she um uses a box if it's handy nearby to step onto a three-foot little bump so she can jump from the box and then jump up with her uh, you know, gymnastic abilities to grab the side like she did earlier, the side of the open portal at the top of the unit. The All right, unit. and make your roll for that? Yep. And that was, I know we had dexterity uh, as an option, or I can't remember with their strength what we did last time, but something from you, that you nature, have, You I have suppose. jump. Use your jump. Oh, you the, jump, jump. The, ju the jump's terrible. The jump's a 20. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a problem. We'll give it to you with advantage. How's that? Oh my you God, can roll twice and take the better roll. It's going to be terrible. So 46, no, and no. <laughs> okay. So I guess I you'll have, have to fasten uh, something with the tarp to help her pull up. Wait, no, no, no. Hold on. So uh, what, what you do is you, you go to make your jump, um, <clears throat> and you get caught in the tarp to the suitcase. Oh, okay. And so you, the suitcase comes crashing down. It lands on you. Okay. Uh, and... Uh, I still owe you a little bit here for, for some of those past bad rolls. So take a, a point of physical damage as you land hard on your shoulder and the suitcase smacks you in the face. Got it. Um, you get your you get your suitcase back up there, though, and uh, we'll cut away as uh, Sister B, who's always fiercely determined, uh, corrects for that and makes her way onto the roof. And as she's climbing out the hole into the roof, we'll cut over to buddy in the dining mm. car okay um so buddy is going to just slowly and methodically walk forward into the dining car now he knows where eddie was sitting okay. and does not want to look directly at him um so okay. uh, you know but i assume he's going to kind of see the shape of eddie sitting uh, you know laying on the floor or you know propped against the the chair that he was sitting on um, and when that comes into his peripheral vision, he would sort of like stop and, and almost like, uh, like a gust of wind hit him, 
um, just kind of rocked by the fact that that is where Eddie was. And this is actually Eddie who is now dead, but he is determined. So um, he is going to continue walking and he is looking for in this dining car. And your feet slide a little bit as you walk. Okay. Right? Like it's slippery. Great. Um, there, there's, there's chairs upturned everywhere. You're kind of focused ahead, your eyes ahead, but you know, people went scurrying. There's chairs flipped over. There's tables flipped over. Glasses are smashed. It could be food. It could be Eddie you're slipping on. Yeah, this is definitely not going to be nightmares for years. Um, so uh, Buddy is looking for uh, a trash can or a large metal bowl of some sort. Um, I'm guessing behind the bar there might be, um, you know, some ice sort bucket. of ice bucket kind of thing. Yep, there, there is an ice bucket. Yeah. Okay. He's going to dump the ice bucket out and grab the highest proof alcohol he can find. I assume it's a bar. There's some whiskey or something like that, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. There's some vodka back there. Go for it. Okay. And um, he's going to look for matches or a lighter um, in and around the bar area. Yeah. That would be easy because, yeah, smoking, sure. Yep. Okay. Um, he is then going to set the ice bucket, um, on the bar, take the satchel with the book, drop it into the ice bucket, pour that alcohol into the ice bucket, light a match and drop it in. I didn't get that. And it goes right up and we will cut from there. All right. Wow. (laughs) And my button isn't working, so I need to do this manually. It hasn't worked all night for you. I know. It it just worked once. I had to restart it. You guys are great at that. Guys are terrible at that. That is going to do it for us tonight. Cannot wait for Emily to get back next week because, wow. Um, but thanks for joining us. Until next time, you can find us at underthelibrary.com. Don't forget to check out our other podcast. It's called Up Your RPG and can be found wherever you get your audio content. So for me, for Michael, for Rick, for Wayne, for Scott, and for the absent Emily, Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. And I'm hunkering down for a nice big old. I miss Emily already. I'm actually not recording till Emily's back on. I hate it when Emily's not here. She said she might give it to me later. You know, she knew it, didn't want to know it, needed to do that. That would have been dumbass intelligence. Can we have Emily back, please? But you're so dysfunctional. I, I had a great disclaimer and I forgot it. I hate this show. Shub dibbity, 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 Go, go, go.